Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. News Radio 1360. JKTX 65. And uh, it's going to be cloudy today, but uh, high 73, 75. Check with Brother Dave on your lackluster playoff, or maybe you like it when nobody scores. But that Eagles thing turned into a, uh, well, uh, I don't know how the Bears lost that, especially with that that field goal. Uh, Brother Dave coming up. Uh, Dale Rankin is in the box, and our good friend uh, Stevie Start uh, brought me something. that We're going to talk about that in just a second. Here's Brian with your traffic and weather together. Work will begin today on South Alameda Street. Contractors will be installing new sidewalks for the new CCISD Elementary School near the Sheridan Street intersection. During this time, southbound Alameda Street will be reduced to one lane of traffic. And southbound Old... Old Robstown Road will be switched from the east side to the west side onto the newly paved southbound lane. Traffic will remain southbound as one lane, one-way traffic. We'll see generally cloudy skies today with a high of 73. Cloudy skies tonight with a low of 62. Right now we're looking at partly cloudy skies with a temperature of 64 degrees. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Jim. Did you um, fall asleep um, watching football? No, I saw some... Excellent defense, some great games this weekend. Um, you and I are watching different channels, apparently. No. No, I saw, I saw a really good uh, Chicago-Philadelphia game where Nick uh, Foles scores, a, throws a two-yard touchdown pass with 56 seconds remaining. Yeah. And then Chicago but, marches but, wait, down wait, wait, and wait, misses wait, a wait. field goal. But you had to wait till the, you know, the finale. It was just like uh, the Ravens game. You had to wait till the fourth quarter before, uh, what's his name? The what? Lamar Jackson uh, woke up and realized, hey, I'm playing football. You are playing the, be- the best defense in the NFL, the Chicago Bears. They're the stingiest defense. They gave up less points than anybody. Only three teams in the Super Bowl era have ever done that. All of them went on to win the Super Bowl, except for this 2018 Chicago Bears well, defense. Well, it, it, they didn't have much of a uh, day keeping uh, Philadelphia out of the end zone when Philadelphia really wanted in it. I guess it was the end, especially that uh, last-minute touchdown. Yeah, boy, don't you feel sorry for that kicker. Man, he literally got booed off the stadium, off the field. Uh, He's probably going to have some security around him, especially in Chicago. Boy, you know, he missed 10 field goals, Jim, by hitting the uprights. I know. Did did you see that 
video they ran on that? They showed yeah. all of them. Oh, my God. It was just terrible. And then Boing. they hit it twice. Boeing? <laughs> oh, apparently he practices. Boeing? Aiming at the crossbar. At the crossbar. Yeah, he, yeah. Hit the, he hit the upright and the crossbar. <laughs> I mean, you're, you expect it to go so over when it half hit a point one for of that them, or something. and then yeah. it never did. If you, can hit, you know, what... what Pretty like soon, a, like one of these days, we're going to have somebody going for the trifecta. Get <laughs> <laughs> a kick for the, off the kick for the cycle. Hit the, yeah, <laughs> hit that the was and- just incredible. Well, uh, all I know is I have a lot of friends uh, this weekend that thought that the Cowboys they had already bought their tickets to New Orleans. That they, they thought that they were taking on the Saints. But the Philadelphia Eagles, Jim, woke up and beat Chicago. And now the Cowboys travel to Los Angeles for the first time in 33 years for a playoff game. That's probably better than New Orleans, right? New Orleans is going to be hard to beat down there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Did, I really didn't do. did we beat them down there already, or did we beat them in no, we beat, Jerry we beat them. Yeah, we beat them at Jerry World. Oh. but. But it's the type of uh, defense that the Cowboys uh, have that I think, yes. And and their running game, yes, has a good So you're going to have two Rams. quarterbacks down there from uh, Austin High Schools. Yeah. Yep. Westlake. Yep, Jeff Goff. You know, listen, these, you know, Jeff Goff is the, the fourth best passer this year. Drew Brees is the best all time. So take your pick. Take your medicine. It's you, really, I don't think the Cowboys could care. Did you catch any of the uh, high school playoff games? No, I did. I did not. I, I watched all of them. They were pretty, pretty good. These and uh, the some of those guys. Final, uh, champion. Yeah, it came down to the final play, a hail mary. Really? Uh, yeah, a guy heaved it into the end zone. It was Duncanville, and I forget who won now. But as a last play, a guy guy heaved about a thirty forty yard pass into the end zone. The big, the biggest one, the six A big schools. That's how they. Wow, won. that's pretty cool. Well, we got a, kind of a, a good game tonight, also. And it is. Well, you national have Alabama taking on Clemson for the National Football Championship. Who you got? Stadium in Santa oh. Clara, California. Who you got? Alabama guys favored by five and a half. Yeah, they're going to be hard to beat. I, I you know, I, so well, we'll see. The Clemson guy that didn't play last time, the defensive lineman, he's still out, right? Yeah, he's still out. Yep, it sure is. Dexter uh, Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, he even he did some something really things. bad. Um. Performance-enhancing drugs somehow, but... Is that what it was? Well, that's what they said, but, you know, the kid has never been in trouble. He's never caused anybody any grief. He's been a stand-up human being, and uh, there, are a lot of, there are things that will... Like sesame seeds will yeah. trigger uh, heroin opiates. Jim, but that's why you have an A sample and a B sample. They have two samples. And if he pos- he tested positive on both of them, and it is a drug that is supposed to build your muscle structure. How he huh. got it, he says he, he didn't says take he doesn't it. know. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not a Clemson fan, but I, what happened to look into somebody's character and taking them at their word until you catch them shooting up? Well, they used to be a jury and judge and all that, but that didn't even go any more than that anymore. So that's, so it's a five point line, huh? Five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half. Alabama. Yeah, I think I'd be. I'd take Alabama on that one. I don't know if yeah. um, what's his name, Dabo uh, Sweeney. N- well, no, I'll get to him in a minute. But if uh, Alabama's quarterback uh, t- 
Battaglia. Come on, say his name. Yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> if he starts <laughs> off like he did against, uh, who was it? Oklahoma? No, yeah. uh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Um, yeah. Notre Dame. Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. No, it wasn't Notre Dame. I don't know. It was the game before that. Uh, but, yeah, Jim, I'm with you. You know, then they brought in Hurt, and Hurt won the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you're right, but I have a feeling that Tagatuloa is going to be a little bit better. Uh, it's it's going to listen. We all know that Clemson's uh, Tigers' defensive front is almost as good as Alabama, yeah. so it's going to come down the quarterback play. I really, uh, I think so. Now, Clemson has a freshman starting this year. Yeah, but the kid is just amazing. Phenomenal. He's literally phenomenal. Yeah. Yes, he is. All right, um, Hearns. That was just uh, gruesome. Oh, golly, Jim. Yeah. I couldn't that, turn I, away I, from the oh, TV. I went, up. oh, man, are you kidding me? I <laughs> oh. watched that. And, and, yeah, and then, you know, they, they say, yeah, we're only going to show it two more times so you can, you know, hide your kids. Yeah, I figured yeah. it was <laughs> on the, you know, all over the internet. Pa- but it gave me phantom pain yeah, shooting up and the, down my it's leg. It's the Theismann <laughs> thing where you can't unsee it. It's Ooh. just. Yeah. You know, right before that, uh, Beasley had kind of messed his ankle up. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, we really need Beasley. And then this guy cracks his ankle in half. And I'm thinking, okay, well, there the Cowboys are done. But i got to admit, Dak Prescott played a really good uh, playoff quarterback caliber game. Yeah. He threw to nine different receivers. they got That's- a puncher's chance in L.A. They could win. And listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of – well, with, the best thing about the Cowboys – team is that their defense is the star of the team and defense travels you can take a defense on the road offense a lot of times you can't jim fowler and um uh what's his name uh called the alabama game was it the alabama game oklahoma alabama game last week uh and herbs uh you know herb street yeah yeah and um uh, no, it was it was Ohio State. That was it. And uh, I I know that Herb Street went to Ohio State, right? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he did. But I was surprised uh, Fowler uh, sounded like a homer. Yeah, there's there's quite a bit of that I've noticed. There is. With yeah. A, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think uh, the last couple of years, ESPN with Stephen A. Smith saying how much he hates Cowboy fans and how much I, I think that that is the that's the way it is now. I, I think they're allowing these people to be biased towards their home team, all the announcers and things. And I watched that the uh, Oklahoma Alabama game, and it just looked to me like Alabama beat Oklahoma up on the on both sides of the line. Well, they did. They, they just scared their like, quarterback to death. Yeah, this is like there were <laughs> the Heisman Trophy winner. He was holding it up, saying, "Hey, look, you can't hit me like that." All right, I, I was really surprised when I, I read this. Uh, we'll go to baseball here. The Mets and the Astros pulled up a five-player swap while we were watching uh, twenty-two men at a time during the NFL playoffs. This entire weekend. Yeah, we lost JD. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He was, uh, you know, a lot of people thought that he that. was. Yeah, he was. A lot of people thought he was the up and coming uh, first baseman that we so sorely missed. Well, he was uh, a top prospect. Yeah, and, he's going to New uh, York. And and what, what what got me is just what you said. There, there was no inkling. You know, we always read about you know uh, Richard Justice, all these writers, the inside of what's going on in Major League Baseball. Nobody saw this coming. Nobody. Um, and a minor leaguer that I I thought was doing really good. Uh, uh, Cody Bohannick. Yeah, Cody Bohannick, uh, you know, he, he, they, uh, uh, and they also got a, a, a catcher. Scotty Bohannick uh, was definitely an infielder that we thought, because he was a switch hitter, that uh, I thought, because he's real fast, I thought it was going to come up, move up the uh, ladder real fast, too. I looked, but I, I really am sad to see Jason. I looked up uh, these guys uh, Ross Adolph, Luis Santana, and uh, Scott Manea. And, uh, Tell me about those. That's who we got. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Well, we got a catcher. We can always use a catcher. Uh, you know, and we got an outfielder. And we got an infielder. Yeah, know? but the uh, headliner for Houston is uh, Luis Santana. He's ranked like twenty uh, fourth among Met prospects. Um, Nineteen years old, hit three forty eight for New York's uh, rookie ball club. This past uh, season, but he's uh, he looks like a big upside. Well, let's hope so because you know JD Davis hit three forty two in Triple A, had seventeen homers, twenty five uh, doubles, eighty one RBIs in Triple A. Yeah, so did Houston so get money in the deal? But he's co- he's a career one ninety four hitter. The uh, Santana? No, Davis. Well, but last year, four in 165 years. at bats with a big league club. Oh, 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 That's, oh! I'm sorry. Okay, you know, yeah. You can you can bat 400 and or 382 <laughs> or anything you want to, but if you're doing uh, just south of the uh, Mason Dixon line, the Mini Mendoza line. Yeah, Mini Mendoza line. That's <laughs> what I'm looking for. That one. Uh, then you're not doing very well. Well, your time is going to be limited. I'll just say that. I, I, I think that he'll settle down. I, I bet you're going to see him do well for the Mets, though. I really do. Well, I, I've, I, I've watched him here. He's he's definitely a good hitter. Yeah. He was a good hitter hitting the pitching that we have in AA. And I know AAA is a little bit different, but still. Uh, I've I watched some of those games he was in, and... It it looked like to me that he didn't have a a clue where the ball was. Well, in Triple A, he did, but you're right. You don't you don't uh, get the paycheck in Triple A. All right, you got uh, anything else you want to? Uh, no, that, that was that... pretty it. I can I can rattle off some uh, social injustice uh, basketball scores, which I don't think you'd really get excited about. But no, that's that was pretty much it. No, the Spurs uh, beat Toronto. The what? The Spurs beat Toronto with Kawhi Leonard came came back to town. That was uh, Saturday? Yeah. yeah. I think it was Saturday. Yeah, that. that was Saturday. But, he, uh, got, he got booed so badly, and all he did was move. 
Well, he moved in. Uh, in uh, he, he forced his way out. They didn't boo Danny Green. No, they didn't boo Danny Green, which was kind of yeah. You're he didn't have a right. choice. But what was what was kind of curious is what not what was kind of cool is the guy that they traded for scored a, what a triple double, yeah. basically won the game for the yeah. Spurs. Yeah, yeah, his first. Yeah, so you know I think the Spurs really? actually are looking kind of better on that right now. Spurs are playing really good ball, you guys. I mean, it's not a big story right now because football. I don't know any of the players. Right, no. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Once again, you got that. I'm glad you know, somebody else said that. I'm sitting there going, <laughs> I watch and go, who's who that guy? We well, got Lamarcus Aldridge, and that's it. All right, yeah. Dave, thank you. You bet, guys. KKTX. Dale Rankin in the box. Stevie uh, Start is uh, also here. Uh, Stevie wrote that uh, song, Thank God It's Padre. I and, certainly did. <laughs> and I have an autographed copy of the words. To, uh, that's his only copy. And that's, yeah, that's, need uh, to borrow yeah. those back. I, I might need you to show up at, <laughs> at every gig I do and just hold them up for me, Jim. So that. Oh, okay. <laughs> do I get him free? Or? Uh, oh, yeah. You get him free. He's, uh, let's see. Uh, groupies and roadies. I'll be. I'll be well, I would prefer you on the roadie side <laughs> <laughs> if you're okay with that. There's a big. Never mind. All right. Uh, it's good to see you. I'm glad it's, you're here. It's, You've it's uh, you. played uh, over the weekend? Yeah, I did. Uh, um, on Friday night, I was at the newly opened Island Italian out there on the island, which is, uh, I'm real happy to say that I'm going to be there every Friday. Island forward. Italian. The Island Italian. Uh, and then uh, I was at Docks on Saturday night and also Sunday afternoon. So I had a good weekend. So a lot of good people. Um, I wanted to thank you also for having me on the very first time and then even asking me back. Uh, got a lot of good positive feedback from folks who had heard me while I was on the show you with did. you. I certainly did. So That's I wanted, great. I wanted to thank you for that. Well, yeah. It's been a busy holiday season, man. I like yeah. Been a lot going on Commerce. on the island. Yeah, a lot of people moving around. There's a lot of winter Texans already here. Yeah, I noticed that. <clears throat> this was the first week. It's, I've noticed that it seems that uh, a number of them wait in just until the, the holidays are over. It seems like it, some of yeah. them, I guess they want to be up there with their family, their kids and their grandkids yeah. and all. So, uh, and w- right after the first, boy, there is So a, if you're heading to Port Aransas, give yourself an extra 10 minutes because you're probably going to get stuck yeah, behind an RV yeah, well, observing the posted speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and be careful because they're turning into uh, Greg Smith's. Well, uh, they put their frontier. blinker on when they come through Oklahoma, and then they just leave it on until they get to Port Aransas. <laughs> so you never really know. Oh, golly. <laughs> All right. In the uh, Friday paper, a Port Channel plans uh, move ahead. 92 million contract awarded for the first phase of the expansion project. Yeah. And an Illinois engineering company is a winner. Of a major contract to make the ship channel ready for larger oil tankers. Yeah. A uh, 
milestone. Yeah, there's some, there is some pushback in Port Aransas, but it looks like a project that's going to go ahead. They're, uh, they're, that's, a, that's a huge drilling company. They did – I went through that, that press release list that I think it was uh, Port of Miami. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a big outfit, and they're going to dredge from – so I think it's all the way to 74 feet, isn't it? Starting at, the, at Harbor Island and going out. And I think, I think it's a pretty quick it's a pretty quick schedule if I remember right. Yeah, it is a pretty quick schedule. I I didn't get the footage, but we'll talk to uh, CEO of the port, Sean Strawbridge here, in uh, just about ten minutes, and uh, get the lowdown on that. The uh, this job, the ninety two million, will be the uh, first phase of the deepening and winding between the uh, Gulf and Harbor Island. So. I guess you're right. Yeah, well, there are two proposals to put um, ports, I guess you call them, but uh, loading points out in the out in the Gulf, and that seems to be where the, the kind of the debate is settling is whether to do that or whether to go ahead and dredge all the way in. All right, the contract amount calls for the uh, first phase ninety two million. Then uh, the federal government has already committed ninety five yeah. million. Uh, and put that with a port pledging more than 130 million, and they've been working on that for a few years. And they got seems like they got a they got an appropriation in this year's uh, in this year's budget, budget in DC, and that's what kind of jump started things. And then they let the contract with that the private company that wants to do the port about three or four months ago. So once it started, it's been on a it's been on a pretty quick track. And uh, we'll talk to the CEO of the uh, port of Corpus Christi, Sean Strawbridge, in uh, just a minute. Your uh, by the numbers uh, thing in the uh, January third edition of the Moon. Yeah, by the numbers housing market as uh, twenty nineteen opens here. Are the numbers on local housing from Corpus yeah. Christi Association of Realtors? Median price of a house in Corpus Christi one hundred ninety. If you look at the numbers out on, uh, I was looking here a minute ago out on uh, Porter in out in out on the island, you've got there's there's a little bit of difference in that here. This is from the week of uh, November sixteenth through thirtieth, <clears throat> and you've got uh, it looks like sixty waterfront homes listed from two hundred eighty five thousand to one point nine million. And then you've got 73 interior lot homes listed from 179 to 715,000. That's a pretty robust market. That's a that's a pretty that's a pretty solid market. Is that 179? Is that a you know single family dwelling or is yeah that a yeah that's a single family? I was family going to say home. that I'd like to know where that one 179 dollar home is. If there is one, there's one. Yeah, <laughs> 73 interior lot homes. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listed from 179 to 715. 179 is, uh, that's probably a fixer-upper. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> God. But it's a fixer-upper at my Well, there, I tell you what's been, what's oh, been going on is, is the... Uh, 
uh, spec home market. There's yeah. builders throwing up spec homes out there for several years. More on that coming up after we talk to the CEO of the Port of Corpus Christi. Radio 1360 KKTX, uh, Friday the news broke that a uh, Port Channel plans to move ahead. The CEO of the Port, Sean Strawbridge, is on the KKTX hotline. Sean, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Jim. Happy belated New Year to you, sir. Happy belated New Year to you, too, my friend. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you for the time this morning. Um, Do you guys uh, all, uh, are you all walking around with uh, grins uh, this morning? We certainly are. It's a great way to start the year with the Army Corps of Engineers awarding the first dredging contract to a a great company called Great Lakes Dock, Dredge and Dock Company. Uh, they're the largest dredging company in the United States, and the Corps of Engineers uh, finally awarded the first contract on December 31st to Great Lakes Dredge and Dock. Uh, we anticipate that uh, they'll get a notice to proceed sometime uh, in February, and we're hopeful to see dredgers in the water by April. Now, the contract um, amount for the first phase is $92 million, and where does that money originate? I mean, is that something the Corps had in the bank from the budget? Because there are a couple of other mentions of some cash to be applied to this. Yeah, the the Port of Corpus Christi and the Army Corps of Engineers share in the cost of the channel improvement project. Uh, That current cost estimate is somewhere around $360 million today. Uh, This first contract uh, was a little larger than what we had originally anticipated, but the reason for that was uh, it is to extend the entrance of the channel out into the Gulf another 2.2 miles, so there was some uh, some unknowns there with some uh, some additional geotechnical work that needed to be done, and once that uh, that work was done, uh, that's why you see this uh, this ninety two million dollar contract. Okay, uh, of, is, of is that 90- wait is that part of the one hundred thirty million that the port pledged? It certainly is, uh, okay. Jim. About twenty nine million of that ninety two million will be port money. Uh, and the remaining balance of that is is federal dollars. That's the responsibility of the Army Corps of Engineers. And they've thus far been appropriated $95 million mm-hmm. uh, towards this project, federal funds. Uh, our $130 million we've already raised. In fact, we've already given the Corps of Engineers $78 million. So uh, all told, we've got a, a pretty good uh, funding. Over 50% of the total project cost uh, has been funded already. So we're we're pretty excited about the momentum that we're seeing here in early 2019. Uh, and the Corps has uh, received a pledge from Great Lakes Dredge and Dock that they will complete this first phase, which is extending the entrance 2.2 miles, uh, widening as well as deepening the channel all the way up to Harbor Island. Uh, they're going to perform that within uh, 365 days. So we should see that first phase completed. Uh, within a year of them uh, them starting. If if we don't do this, is the uh, port in danger of losing its uh, number one oil exporter uh, deal? Because, I, you know, it's hard for me to, I thought it was hard for me to imagine a, uh, 
a vessel capable of carrying a million barrels of uh, crude. And these VLCs are capable of carrying two million barrels of crude. That's right. The VLCCs, which are the largest uh, vessels to carry crude uh, in the world, there's about 800 of them uh, currently today in the global fleet. Uh, those are the, uh, I guess those are the, the sexy, large workhorses. But, but for us, we see more Suez Max class vessels. If you think about where a lot of oil is produced, it's in the Middle East. You think about the Suez Canal uh, mm-hmm. being a, a main artery for uh, trade flows. And so Suez Max class vessels, those are vessels that can traverse the Suez Canal. Uh, those are really a more common vessel. Those vessels will carry a million barrels a day. Uh, about 10% of our total vessel calls uh, in 2018 were Suez Max class vessels, uh, and they can carry a million barrels. Unfortunately, at the current 47 feet mean lower low water draft that we have today, we can't fully load the, via, the, uh, the Suez Max. It's certainly not the VLCCs either. But with this first, uh, with this particular project, we'll be able to fully load Suez Max class vessels to a million barrels, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll see those vessels being fully optimized. To be able to load the VLCCs, we're going to have to go deeper, which is why we have a project to go right behind uh, the core on this particular uh, reach from the uh, the entrance to uh, to Arbor Island. We need to go deeper. We need to go to 75 feet in order to handle the uh, the VLCC. That's a project that we already are working with the Corps of Engineers on. But that particular project, we've decided uh, because of timing that we're going to fund that project with port funds and with private capital uh, so we can move a little swifter, not be beholden to the federal bureaucracy that we are with this particular project, and make sure that we can deliver VLCC-capable facilities uh, in the uh, in the near term and bring that certainty to the market, which is really what's been lacking with the Army Corps of Engineers uh, delays that we've seen on this particular project. Uh, the market has really uh, been concerned about our ability to deliver. Uh, this is great. This first award is great because it does bring certainty to the market that the Port of Corpus Christi, even at 54 feet, will have draft ship channel in the entire U.S. Gulf. And we think that makes us pretty competitive for our oil and gas customers as they're looking to get their products out to the international market. That that uh, sounds really good. I, I, there was a um, there was a oh, uh, I'll let that go until uh, just a few minutes. Uh this company, the uh, Great Lakes Dredge and uh, Dock uh, Company, has also worked on the Deep Water Horizon uh, spill and widening and deepening the port of what Miami. Uh, as they have indeed, as as they have other ports around the country, they are the largest dredging company in the United States. But the dredging companies in the U.S. they have uh, what I term cabotage rights. Uh, in other words, because uh, they are improving U.S. infrastructure, you have to be a U.S.-based uh, company with equipment that is built here in the United States, a U.S. flag, U.S. bottomed equipment. They're protected under what's called the Jones Act, as well as the 
uh, Dredging Act of 1906. And so right now in the United States, there's much more demand for dredging than there is capacity. And so the dredging companies in general, and certainly Great Lakes Dredging Dock in particular, they've got a large book of work to do. Uh, so the fact that we've been able to get this award and they're going to get uh, some pretty large pieces of equipment in the water here really shows that this is an important project for the nation, uh, and they recognize that, and that's why they're committing resources to uh, our project. All right. You're, you're going to fund that with uh, port funds and what? It sounds like you're so, going to set up a GoFundMe account. Like, so the, yeah. we got we to buy a brick for, for yeah, the wall. I, I saw where the GoFundMe account have raised a significant amount of money for the wall. 30, uh, that's $38 million so far. Yeah, yeah that, uh, that certainly Wait. piqued my interest for things like this. But, no, we're, what we're doing is we're going to do what's called a P3, a public-private partnership. We're talking about the 75-foot project now. And that's to use both private capital and public funds to be able to fund that project. That project will only go to Harbor Island. We will not go beyond Harbor Island. Uh, we, we met with some of the, uh, the local and regional uh, academic institutions and research institutions about potential impacts of going to 75 feet all the way to Ingleside. They expressed some significant concern. We listened to those concerns, and as such, uh, we modified the scope of that project to just go to, to Harbor Island. So Harbor Island will be the deepest draft uh, facility in the Gulf at, at 75 feet once that project is completed. And by the way, I want to point out to your listeners, the irony is that there's only one other facility in the U.S. that has onshore safe harbor VLCC capability, and that's Long Beach, California. Uh, that's to bring in crude to provide the necessary feedstocks for the Southern California Refining Center. They have a VLCC that comes in every three days uh, into a Tesoro dock there, and they've got 76 feet uh, of man-made channel there. So it's, it's ironic that the only safe harbor deep draft VLCC-capable facility uh, in the lower 48 is, uh, is in the state that is the least friendly to the oil and gas business. So, so the concern among the academics was what uh, the deeper water going further into the bay would do to water flow? Well, certainly hydrology was a concern. They were concerned about impacting the ecosystem. Uh, and, and that's a long way from Harbor Island to Ingleside another seven miles. So right. not only was there potential concerns for uh, ecological impact, but from an economic standpoint, uh, we believe that it was uh, it was going to be a long putt, that it was not going to be economically viable to go there. So that coupled with the, the concerns that, uh, that we got back from the Heart Research Institute, which are a great partner for us, uh, we really listened to them and value their, their input, as well as the uh, UT uh, Marine Science Institute out in Port Aransas. Uh, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're doing these types of projects safely, responsibly, with as minimal impact as possible. So, right. you know, we're not impervious to making adjustments to our projects. If it makes sense uh, to make sure that the community, not only the industrial community, but certainly the surrounding uh, community at large uh, is comfortable with them. And that's why you want to have a port authority in general, and right. certainly the port of Corpus Christi in particular involved uh, absence of our involvement. Uh, it's really just industry. Uh, right. And we've seen with certain instances when industry 
is, uh, is is left to their own devices. They usually do a pretty good job, but they don't always get it right. And uh, by having another set of eyes on these projects like the port, we think should bring a lot of, of confidence and, and comfort to the community that by us being on the scene, we're going to do things in a responsible way. Look, we've been here 90, this will be our 93rd year of existence. Unlike private uh, companies that uh, go bankrupt, get bought out, or move their headquarters away, we're not going anywhere. And the money that we generate from the fees that we charge for the services that we provide stay right here in the coastal bend, and they go right back into infrastructure programs and environmental programs and educational programs and certainly social programs. So it's great to have the port involved because we certainly, uh, for the small fees that we charge, we're able to keep that money right here in, in the coastal bend. I was reading an article the other day, uh, Sean, about a uh, super tanker that was uh, beached in uh, off the beach in Bangladesh, and, and they're scrapping it. And I have... I've never seen the inside of one of these in the compartments for which they store oil. So it looks like these things have sides on them to keep it from sloshing around during rough seas and tops and bottoms as well. So they they just uh, fill up and over, it's, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, uh, compartments for drawers. Yeah, we're, look, we're... All of VLCC is is just a bigger ship. The ship configurations, the fact that uh, they're double-hulled now, uh, the, the fact that they have uh, uh, experienced crews, there's processes for loading, there's certainly uh, uh, a lot of safety measures that go into these vessels. We see we have about 25 vessels that call the Port of Corpus Christi each and every day. VLCC, a Suez Max, a Panamax, a Handy Max, or any other type of vessel, they're all relatively the same uh, in terms of their configurations and, and how they're operated. So we're already doing about 800,000 barrels a day of crude oil. Uh, we look, we're looking to grow that based on the pipelines that have been announced coming mm-hmm. to Corpus Christi uh, to, to perhaps two, even three million barrels a day which will certainly keep us in the number one spot. Uh, and, and so we're already doing the, we're already handling these types of vessels today. All the VLCC is, is like a 747, you know, you're using the same runway, you're using the same jetways. They're just carrying more uh, product. And that's really what a, a VLCC is. There's, there's no additional risk to a VLCC than there is to any other vessel that we're handling today. All right. This uh, particular uh, ship is uh, 1,100 uh, feet long, and uh, are, are are the VLC and the very large? Are they even longer than that? No, they're about 1,100 uh, between 1,100 and 1,200 feet long, depending upon uh, their configuration. They're about 200 feet wide at the beam, uh, and uh, they'll draw fully laden with. Heavy crews, they'll draw uh, upwards of about 80 feet of water. Because a West Texas slate is a lighter, sweeter crew, the gravity, it's a lighter barrel. Uh, we don't need that much water. Uh, and that's really what we're planning on carrying out of Corpus Christi. So uh, the 75 feet is, uh, is fully sufficient. 
Uh, the VLCC is fully laden with a WTI spec. We'll draw about 65 feet of water. So that'll give another 10 feet uh, of under keel clearance. Uh, to be able to uh, uh, make sure that we're handling those vessels safely. All right. Uh, Charles Strawbridge, uh, CEO of the Port of Corpus Christi, I appreciate that. And I uh, I take it uh, midshipman uh, Tanner Strawbridge got back to uh, Annapolis uh, without a hitch? He, he, he did indeed. Uh, he, was, he was certainly home for the holidays. And uh, I didn't see him pick up a razor the entire time he was here until uh, <laughs> the last day that he had to leave. So uh, he's all uh, cleaned up and, and back at uh, the yard in Annapolis, ready to finish out his second semester of his third year. So I appreciate you asking that. You're more than welcome. And uh, I appreciate everything you and your wife did to get him where he is. He's a outstanding young man. And Thank you, sir. You and I will uh, talk again soon. Thank you, Sean. I look forward to it. Have a good day, gentlemen. News Radio 1360 KKTX. Lago here. Glad you're along this morning. 65, 74, 75 for a high today. It's going to be cloudy. 0754. The owner, editor of the Island Moon. Can I just call you the king of the moon? Emperor? No. King Moonbeam. Also, <laughs> Stevie Stark, who is at, uh, you're going to have to give me a, uh, a schedule, so I can give you a, a... Yes, I will do that for you, but uh, weekly it is Fridays at the Island Moon, at the Island Moon, at yeah, uh, right. Island Italian. That must be a it gets on your brain. It gets on your brain. <laughs> yeah. uh, at Island Italian, and then Saturday nights and Sunday afternoons at Docks out on the island, just under the JFK. I'm going to have to make that one next week. Yeah. That's a lot of fun on Sunday afternoons. We started upstairs with a brunch, uh, Ty Dietz, uh, very, very popular uh, singer-songwriter from Corpus plays downstairs starting at about 1, and the party goes on downstairs on the deck until, uh, until it starts to get dark. Ty Dietz. Yes. Is he related to, you know, Dietz and Lonesome Dove? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Dietz. He didn't. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, but uh, everything uh, goes through Lonesome Dove. Yeah, in my no, well, that's... Okay. Okay. Uh, is uh, what? So what did he write? Uh, off the top of my head, I, Dale might. I don't know. He's a, he's remember. kind of a he's a country guy. He plays Porter Aranzas a lot. Yeah, uh, he does a lot of original stuff. Yeah, Ronnie books him up there at Giggities and uh, um, Shorties a lot. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's a fairly popular fellow. Uh, he's got a, he's got quite a following. I went up to Porter Aranzas for the for New Year's and uh, I couldn't get in anywhere. I had I wandered around for a while and I, ended up I, just going to the little place down the street. I had somebody call me from Port Aransas. Hey, you really need to come out and let's we're going to go riding around. Yeah, on New Year's, I said, you know, if I go out on New Year's, it'll, it'll be the first time in uh, yeah, in yeah. thirty years. Yeah, and they called back in about forty five minutes. And said, Don't come. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> It's like a traffic jam. It's yeah. you know it's become uh, the same thing for me in my own, if I'm not working that evening and uh I almost go out of my way to 
avoid anybody asking me, will you play New Year's Eve? Uh, I just opt to stay home where there are only two people and neither one of them is drunk and I'm not going to have a problem with anybody. So <laughs> yeah. it's it's a lot more enjoyable to watch it all. Well, they had uh, Joe King Carrasco played at Giggity's and I, I was, was up there a few years ago. Yeah, it's it, it's a, yeah, it's a it's a full house. Yeah. <clears throat> I went by and took a little gander at the parking lot and decided that discrepancy was the better part of valor there and didn't go in. But it's amazing. Uh, every time a Dos Equis, uh, earns its uh, lime, you get into an argument with uh, somebody about what you've already played. Or <laughs> exactly, <laughs> or, exactly. Or if we don't do those, that. Yeah, those again. You know, I, I hate to, to to admit it, but there are sometimes you just kind of go out of your way to to not get booked on a certain thing yeah. or a certain place because it, it it's a difficult show. It's it goes okay for the first well, half an Year's, hour, and then it then it you starts. Can't, to you can't get a taxi. You can't get a cab. You can't get an Uber on New Year's. Everything is yeah. it's hard to do. Everything's booked up. You can't Why get in they? anywhere. They're really busy. And you in most places have reservation. It's hard to get in. So Ubers, I, Ubers. Well, we tried calling Uber in Port Aransas. We got nowhere. How to get around? Yeah. I I asked a friend of mine. I said, "Well, what about golf carts?" He said, "Hell, there! I saw somebody riding a lawnmower." <laughs> <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.